Hello everyone, and welcome to episode three of Hashtag IGG Talks. My name is Raquel Simpson, and I will be your host for today. Just to introduce myself, I am a practical nursing student, and I hold a master's degree in emergency management. I recently embarked upon this wonderful journey of gerontological nursing. I will be introducing a number of special guests who will be providing invaluable insight in dementia care, dementia research, training, and education. Let's get started. Enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome. My name is Raquel Simpson, and I will be your host for this episode. All right, so our guest today is Flora Vieira Zamora. (laughs) So Flora is a registered nurse, um, and we're just going to get you to introduce yourself to our audience, and if you could just tell us a little bit more about yourself and uh, specifically your interest in dementia care. For sure. Um, So my name is Flora. I uh, did a little bit of an unconventional way into nursing. I started off with an undergrad in uh, biology and medical science Mm -hmm. at Western University, and then um, I decided to do a master's in health and aging, focusing on health services for older adults living in the community. And uh, I think that my interest for older adults and working with older adults um, came from quite a young age. I was fortunate to... Uh, to have my mom who was very involved in our local community and also in our local church community mm-hmm. um, and she volunteered in many different aspects with working with older adults within the church community also within different retirement homes right. and so she would take me along and so I think that's when I started developing my interest for just interaction and learning from their stories learning from their experiences and that was always something that was in the back of my mind as I grew up went into high school went into university of something that I would maybe want to do later on in life Um, So then um, I fulfilled that by going into my Master's of Health and Aging and focusing on health services for older adults. Uh, But I still felt there was something missing when I finished my Master's degree. I felt that I didn't have uh, clinical experience. Right. And so I went back uh, to McMaster, or I guess I started at McMaster, but I went back to school to McMaster to to do the nursing program, so the accelerated nursing program there. Um, And there um, I was able to join a multidisciplinary um, group that focused on, it was a geriatrics interest group at McMaster. And so I was able to work with students from medicine, from OT, from PT, from nursing. Um, And so that's really how this project that we're talking about today came into into my radar that right, after right. in my first year we we did uh, we, we hosted different events uh, different volunteer opportunities and then uh, a workshop for uh, interdisciplinary students within the university to learn about different things uh, working with older adults whether that be like uh, elder abuse or service in the community mm-hmm. or polypharmacy and that's actually where I met Lori in our first in our first workshop in the first year of my nursing degree and that led into our second workshop in, our, in my second year of my nursing degree being focused on dementia care and the GPA approach. Okay. okay. So that's where, yeah. Awesome. So getting back to the research project that you had made mention of, sure. can you just kind of elaborate a bit more on what your specific role was, uh, the role that you played in this uh, specific project? For sure. Um, so a- as I mentioned before, I was part of the geriatrics interest group and um, with Lori, uh, our, I guess our faculty mentor was Dr. Wu um, through McMaster University, and then she partnered with Lori uh, Schindel Martin for um, their second year, which our second year we focused on our workshop being more dementia care GPA approaches and really mm-hmm. understanding um, some of the behaviors that uh, are shown with individuals with dementia. 
And so I helped, uh, Lori did a lot of the planning, most of the planning yeah. for the workshop, but I helped um, student committee to organize uh, recruitment of students okay. um, and also being able to uh, organize the workshop itself a little bit okay. um, with whatever was needed. Okay. And, uh, and also the day of, you know, welcoming the students, registration, right. helping them move from station to station. Um, introducing the hosts, that w- the different hosts and different speakers we had come in for the day. Um, and then also um, looking at the data after um, after after the, the workshop, being able to, um, to analyze some of the data from the students' responses um, from their pre and post uh, GPA learning to, okay. to understand their differences. And then, um, yeah, I was a part uh, of, I guess, a little bit of, of each part of the process. Right. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, can you share a little bit more about the study findings? So you just talked a little bit more about analyzing the data mm-hmm. pre and post, looking at sure. the surveys that were administered mm-hmm. um, with, the, with the students completed. Can you kind of expound a bit more on what those key uh, findings were? Sure. Um, so I guess what we did first was they had the opportunity to do an online e-training. Right. And so previous to doing that, they were able to answer a few questions. They were able to answer it pre to the conference and then after the conference as well. Um, I Correct me for the, the, the timelines of the conferences, but what we were able to, um, to see was pre-GPA, a lot of the students shared that they were hesitant with working with individuals with dementia because right. they had lack of experience. Mm-hmm. Um, they also shared feelings of, of maybe fear not really knowing how to respond to okay. the different behaviors sure. that were put out by their patients mm-hmm. that, or they weren't really sure um, what was the most appropriate response in that time. Um, a lot of them shared being empathetic to the situation, trying to be patient, but not really knowing specific strategies to be able to de-escalate the behavior right. or to be able to progress forward or proceed forward. Um, and then after, after um, the e-learning and also after the workshop where mm-hmm. they were able to practice some of the things that they learned in the e-learning within the workshop they were able to practice and they had some hands-on learning we found that overall students felt a little bit more comfortable they were empowered with some actual specific tools of de-escalation techniques or being able to look out for triggers of maybe what would upset a person with dementia or, or how to look for that specific um, trigger that may put that person into a specific behavior right. and being able to respond that way. Um, there was still um, some input from students saying that they would like to practice this more, actually have some of that hands-on learning within their own specific uh, disciplines, whether okay. that was medicine, PT, OT, or nursing. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, they felt that they had a little more knowledge and felt a little better prepared and better equipped to go into their clinical placements having a little more confidence in themselves. Okay. Great, which is key. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Going into for a, sure, a for clinical sure. placement, you definitely want for that sure. a boost of confidence, of right? Course, of um, course. So, I would like for you to speak to a little sure. bit more uh, on the learning needs of current students in in healthcare. What do you feel are the learning needs that students may currently have? For sure. Um, I think one of the biggest things is being the having the opportunity to do experiential learning. I think that a lot of programs are fo- so focused on theory, which is so important, um, but 
being able to actually practice that theory and be in the real world. Uh, with nursing and medicine and a lot of the, the professional programs, it does give you clinical placements to be able to try it out, but your clinical placements are limited. Okay. So being able to have additional opportunities, such as being a part of this workshop that focuses on dementia that you right. may not have um, in your clinical placements day to day, I think gives you uh, an immense opportunity uh, to be able to um, to practice some of these skills and feel more confident when you're actually going into your right, own work pr- right. workplace and after you've graduated and you're in these situations maybe for the first time um, and as a novice nurse or a novice MD, novice other healthcare professional, I think it's important to have at least some sort of background to be able to go in. So I think for me, um, experiential learning throughout my process, like throughout my process of being in school, the different different areas that I went through, I think was very valuable for me. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So um, my next question is, what are the core ingredients that all professional healthcare students should learn about dementia care, maybe prior to graduation? I think that for me the biggest thing would be some sort of exposure, whether that be through a volunteer position, through a clinical placement, um, because one thing it's also, of course, important to be able to learn some of the basics of it. So maybe learning some of the pathophysiology of it, learning what it is, um, what can be done, what can't be done, learning some of those nitty gritty is important, but then being able to actually interact with an individual is very different than reading it in a textbook. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think that that is a those two together need to be, they need to be synchronized, they need to be together. You can't just learn one and then be expected to go into the workplace and know what you're doing. Right. And of course, you're never going to feel you're never going to feel completely comfortable for your like your first time or your second time, maybe not even your tenth time. Sure. But being able to have those experiences along the way that give you that chance to work with individuals with dementia, um, and whether that even be some of those strategies that we that the GPA the GPA approach affords, um, de-escalation, looking out for those triggers, mm-hmm. having some of those that having having some of that knowledge and some of those uh, tidbits like is very helpful going into into whatever pr- degree or preferred profession you're going into after right. you graduate. Fabulous. So. Yeah, <laughs> so good. Um, so is there anything else that you would like to tell our audience about mm-hmm. GPA or the geriatric skills workshop or anything that you would like mm-hmm. to expound on or elaborate? I think that I learned so much from it, even though um, I was fortunate, so fortunate and blessed to be a part of some of the planning with um, with Dr. Shindle Martin and also Dr. Wu and the rest of, of our committee. I was able to help out with that. That was a great learning experience for myself. But being able to participate even, I did the e-learning as well prior to the workshop, mm-hmm. and then I attended the workshop with the students and did the techniques, practiced, um, and that was amazing, being able to have that opportunity was something different than I had in my clinical placements and in my clinical placements I almost felt like thrown in you're like go just go do it provide care (laughs) you know just go do it and that person has dementia oh yeah you know beware they have dementia kind of thing okay but they didn't really give you any sort of ideas of like how can you approach this it almost was just like you were expected to go and sort of figure it out on your own. Right. So I think that being able to have this workshop was instrumental to my uh, to my comfort level, to my confidence. Uh, of course, I have lots lots to learn and uh, as, you know, most of the students I'm sure do. Uh, but it's 
it's a great stepping stone and I think that if we could incorporate programs such as these workshops such as the one that, that we're talking about today um, in curriculum healthcare professional curriculum mm -hmm. for students I think that that would be so valuable I think sure. that providing them again these opportunities and also to learn from experts in the field learn from experts who are doing this on a day-to-day -day, who have developed strategies they've developed um, different techniques right it's great to be right. able to get that exposure especially when you're a student and <laughs> you're not you don't have the, the hectic you're still of course students have hectic schedules for yeah. sure for sure but when you're busy working and it's your first job and there's such a learning curve and you're overwhelmed and you're overwhelmed yeah. sometimes you don't have the opportunities to seek out these additional resources these additional programs right. to take part in and to uh to learn from right. and you may so, not even know where to go exactly right? yeah. and a lot of them are associated they have different costs associated with them absolutely and so a lot of times in school if we can incorporate things into our program if we can incorporate opportunities like these, I think it's invaluable for, for, sure. for, for students. And for sure. Yeah, so I think you made a very valid point there when you mm -hmm. talked about um, cost effectiveness mm -hmm. because unfortunately that's a reality for many who are going through mm -hmm. school. It's very difficult to um, have the expenses sure. related to school and, and feel mm -hmm. like you're missing something and then have to pay out of pocket for extra training that you feel it is necessary. Oh, for sure. So sometimes cost it is an issue. Maybe for people sure. want to participate, but if it's not mm -hmm. something that's already a part of the academic curriculum, it's very difficult to find extra money to then invest mm -hmm. into a course, and mm -hmm. sometimes cost is, is definitely a barrier. For sure. So. One of the other things that we did with this program was actually to go into CAG, so the Canadian Association on Gerontology, and disseminate some of this information to more of a research and academic community. Mm -hmm. And I was fortunate to be a part of that as well. And we did um, a focus group during that time with different, there were some students, there was also some professionals in there, uh, different researchers. And similarly to what you said, they also talked about that as well. It's important uh, to have like cost-effective strategies, but also to be able to provide opportunities for students. Right. Um, and being able to, again, incorporate that into a program would be ideal. So we have so many people saying, why don't we incorporate this into health professional programs? Right. But it still is not being done. So I right. think that if we could continue moving that forward and maybe um, sessions such as these can be a bit of an incentive or can push that forward a little bit, I think that that can be really, sure. really helpful. For sure, mm -hmm. awesome, awesome. So, um, Flora and I had made mention of uh, a GPA, um, and this is the specific manual that includes four modules. So, in reference to the e-learning that many of the students on the research project that Zora, uh, that Flora, I'm trying to like combine your last name and your first name together, <laughs> <laughs> that Flora and the research team. Um, uh, incorporated in their study is this manual from the GPA. It's it's available online and it's also available in hard copy. And so if there are any people who are curious about dementia care, interested in dementia care, um, or are currently working in dementia care and feel like they are maybe not as equipped or as confident as they would like to be, this is definitely an invaluable resource. Um, and you will be able to access this with the link that will be provided below. Um, and for our listening audience, uh, this is uh, the manual is something that you can also find on the uh, um, on the AGE website, and I believe that the link is www.age.org. 
I could be wrong, but <laughs> that will be that will definitely be corrected within this podcast at some point in time. So thank you so much, Flora, mm-hmm. for taking the time to share your wealth mm-hmm. of knowledge and to give such um, an invaluable perspective mm-hmm. uh, that is so unique to the student experience and also the recent grad experience. So I wish you the best thank of luck you. in all of your endeavors. Thank, thank you so you. much for your time. Thank you so yeah. much. And if I could say one last thing to you know any students watching is take those opportunities, learn as much as you can. And you know with our aging demographics, we're all going to be working with older adults. Uh, embrace uh, the fun that comes with it. Yes. They can you learn so much from their life experiences, um, and it's so rewarding working with them. Awesome, awesome. Thank you. So, to our audience, please stay tuned to our follow-up podcast in this series. Thank you. Join us in episode four, where we speak to Dr. Trisha Wu, a geriatrician, a professor of medicine at McMaster University in Hamilton, Ontario. She is also one of the lead investigators on a study about geriatrics behavior in dementia and education. She will be sharing her thoughts on why it's important for all health professionals to understand BPSD and the gentle persuasive approaches, GPA.